Uh, all right. Hello. Kennedy. Hi. Hi. Producer Dan. Hello. All right. Let's see if we can do it. The Unfiltered After Show podcast. Uh, Kennedy was sick over the weekend. Dan's on an hour and a half of sleep. I'm on about three hours of sleep. We're doing great. We're doing great, kids. Fine. Show never sounded better. Yep. Nothing's on fire. Uh, so what are we doing again? Podcast. <laughs> We're just going to chat a little bit for a little while. Just right. chat about things. We each bring one topic to discuss, and none of the others know on the show what it's going to be. Should be dynamic today. <laughs> As always, Kennedy is up first. What you got? Buddy, the idea is to sell it ahead of time. We fake it till we make it here on this program. <laughs> um, okay, Super so, dynamic today. So uh, Kate did a story in the news this morning about uh, if you get engaged at Cracker Barrel, you can win a year's worth of food at mm-hmm. Cracker Barrel. Right. You just have to get engaged at Cracker Barrel. So my question is, where would you get engaged so that you could eat there free for a year? Oh, what a great question. <laughs> I mean, Cracker Barrel is pretty dope. Cracker Barrel is really good. I love the to, biscuits and gravy. you got to drive far to get there. Why? They're they're close by. I think the closest <laughs> one is up in Tewksbury. Yeah, that was one right by me when I lived in Wilmington. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're off every interstate if you live in the south. Mm-hmm. I know that. There was yeah. one five minutes from my house. You had to drive from Tennessee into Arkansas, but woo, doggy. Oh, Dan, it was a <laughs> Sunday ritual church and then Cracker Barrel. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wow. You know, could I, does it have to be? It could be anywhere you want. Any restaurant in the whole world. You just have to get engaged there and then you get to eat there for free for the rest of the year. The Barking Crab. <sighs> yes. That would definitely get the money I've never for been it. there. Oh, oh my gosh. Delish. Yep. God, just seafood for the rest of my life. Just a whole bunch of crab legs all day long. Plus, it's right on the water. We do it in the summertime. Like during the winter, it wouldn't be as fun though. Right. It's a yeah. little chilly there. Yeah, right? a little chilly. But. But during the summer with the sides open. Yes. You could bring the boat up. Right. Whatever. The reggae music going. Sure. Yes. And I get free food for a year if I propose That's there? the deal. So yes. if you get engaged at Cracker Barrel, you share the right, video right. on Instagram. Five couples win a year's worth of freebies, which is basically like $2,000 in gift cards. It's like free, you know, free food for a year. And Lana likes seafood too, so I wouldn't be shellfish to do it there. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> I feel like you got a, a certain type of person has to be to be okay with being proposed to at the crack. Let's not get too deep into it. I just want to know where you want to eat for free. Yeah. I would would you bang, get engaged there just to eat for I would free? want bang for my buck. Yes. I like would do shrimp. like one of the best steakhouses in Boston. Yeah, sure. I would be a I'd be like, Grill proposed person. to me at Moo. Yes. Or, yeah. Yes. Or yeah. Yeah. Getting Ramsey's engaged, married, reception at Capitol so Grill. Right. Well. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. But I also feel like, even though I, I like half of me would be like, yes, I would totally do that at Taco Bell. <laughs> if or they McDonald's. bring back the right, Mexi Melt. If it had to be a fast food, totally McDonald's. <laughs> Where'd you get proposed to the time you got proposed to? Which time? I got proposed to twice. Um, Same guy, different guy? Different guy. Oh, shit. Um, you say yes both times? I did. Stan yes. proposed to me in West Virginia in a rev- uh, this beautiful vista overlooking a ravine. We had gone whitewater rafting down the New River. It was gorgeous. So that was a well-done proposal? It was. Her mom said you had no shot of saying no. You had no choice. You had no choice to say no. (laughs) Uh, Well, she wasn't wrong. Um, And then Brian, we were in Gatlinburg. Oh, that's Pigeon Forge, I think. And we were staying up in a cabin. We used to go there like once a year and stay up in a cabin all by ourselves in the middle of... you know, straight up a mountain in Pigeon Forge. And just, we were in a hot, we were in the hot tub just sitting there and he's like, let's just get married. And so we went and got matching tattoos instead of rings in Gatlinburg, which was a big mistake in Gatlinburg. But <laughs> I do love Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge both. I love them. I love them equally, but. Less paperwork if we just get matching tattoos and not a binding document. 
I don't know. The tattoo is harder to get rid of than my marriage was, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> and pain, more painful. <laughs> you must have told me that at some point. It fell out of my head. I Maybe. Didn't know you were I don't talk about it a lot. After yeah. The, yeah. 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 It was a long time ago. But yeah, mm-hmm. so. like onions, Kennedy. You're a lot of layers. <laughs> I do, I do indeed. So anyway, that's mine. I proposed twice, obviously. <laughs> uh, well, I thought she proposed to you the first time. Well, yeah, the, the, she, the, she, she who will not be named. Yes, yes, my ex Meredith proposed to me, and I was like, "No, you can't propose to me Sexist. because I have to propose to you." Um, but you weren't going to do until she did it. Now you felt pressured. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that, was totally, that was it. I was not going to propose. No. Um, uh, I don't know. You I, proposed at a backyard barbecue, though. I'd eat it was there for a backyard the barbecue. I'd, I'd eat there for a year for sure. Yeah, right. The backyard food was barbecue. delicious. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I had. All right. Um, Kennedy, you, you mentioned this this morning. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play the audio because I just want to talk yeah. a little bit more about this. Uh, I bet we have the same thing in mind. Oh, is well, this good. The, about the Super Bowl? That'll make a shorter oh, no, podcast. Have different things in mind. <laughs> no, this is about uh, the day off after the Super Bowl. Uh, they've proposed legislation in Tennessee. This is regula- uh, regulators, politicians discussing this in Tennessee. Most of the people are either hungover or they just don't want to come to work because the Super Bowl runs way into late hours. I think it'd be great. Yeah. Well, I would participate in any day off. Why do we keep coming up with holidays? It almost seems like a backdoor way to cancel a real holiday. So the Super Bowl is less than a week away. Uh, the idea is everyone's tired and hungover, and millions of Americans call in sick anyway, so why not lean into it? Studies have found it is one of the most unproductive workdays of the year. Some areas of the country have already taken matters into their own hands. A New Jersey school district near Philadelphia is starting classes two hours late Monday to let Eagles fans sleep in. The superintendent sent a text to parents, quote, we feel that it is important to give students and staff the opportunity to enjoy the game with their families and still attend school and work the next day safely and well rested. Meanwhile, those politicians you heard just introduced a bill last week to make it a state holiday instead of Columbus Day. And then they changed course on Friday. They now want to keep Columbus Day and just add Super Bowl Monday. Not not clear yet on the chances of it passing. So uh, I have thoughts on this. Just move the Super Bowl to Saturday. Why we don't need a holiday on Monday. Just move the Super Bowl to Saturday. What's easier? Why do you want us to have less days off? We work <laughs> enough in this country. We don't need off because we stayed up late to watch a football game. We have plenty of holidays, plenty of vacation time. I we don't compared need to most European countries, not really. Like I don't think this country has an amazing amount of vacation and holidays for their staff. It's definitely favored towards I, th- it's, I think it's pretty close. I think it depends on where you work. Yeah, maybe. Not everybody here gets those days. Mm-hmm. Both stop. So. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, when we lived in Germany, they got a half day on Monday because, mm-hmm. you know, it was so late there. But, you know, you stayed up till midnight because it was on until oh, right, midnight. Right. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I don't. Yeah, I I'm, just like I'm going to concur. We, I, I mean, I'm here for se- taking days off to celebrate something important. Yes. Um. I don't think that's important. A Super Bowl is not important but, to, me to take the um, day off. But fuck, if, if if your state wants to get together and do this, then you know what? Yeehaw, go do it. Why not? Just, <laughs> just move the Super Bowl to Saturday. I don't I, get that either. Why, I don't know why it's on a yeah, Is it why? just because football is played on Sundays and that's just what we do? I mm-hmm. guess. Probably. Maybe because they figure they're going to get more eyeballs on a Sunday night in front of the TV than they would on a Saturday night. But I would argue that you're going to get the same amount of people that care on Sunday, care on Saturday. Yeah. 
And you might actually get more people because they'll stay up later. You know what I mean? More parties. Oh, let's have a like. There are people like me that don't go to Super Bowl parties generally. Yeah, because, I just you don't know? care at all. Mm. So, and the only reason I, I went to, to parties is because we had them for work. Mm-hmm. I truly do not. I like to watch the halftime show. And by the time, and, and now it's not even fun because all the commercials come out before it happens anyway. Right. So you don't even get surprised by commercials anymore. So. I was I like know. six hours late for an eight hour shift um, the Monday after the Patriots lost their undefeated season. <laughs> and, <laughs> 2007, I think. So it was February 2008. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. They walked in. They're like, why? <laughs> at this point. So you came in with two hours to spare? You're like, yeah. yo, I was, like, I was yeah, in the bathroom. My shift started at 6. I got there like 1230. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I heard they're also talking about doing in the NFL, Kennedy? Yeah. Is uh, So, you know, they play the whole season and they keep track of your wins and losses, especially within your division or conference or whatever and then at the end of the season when they get to the playoffs whatever team has a better record against their people in their same conference like you one team gets home field advantage okay right so you have a better record you get home field advantage right they're talking about getting rid of that at the end of why for the championship game because they can make more money in playing at a neutral site so They can like go do it in New Orleans, and neither team is from New Orleans. Or they can go to Vegas, and so neither somewhere te- warm, in other words, or just somewhere different where it's going to generate chatter. So they do it in a neutral site. Would you know, it though? You'd have to travel. You have from your own home team. Well, they, you know, it would be like the Super Bowl, which is always at a neutral site, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Home field advantage is an important thing. I think. Mm-hmm. It's the whole point of. The regular season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. You work hard, you get things. Mm-hmm. I agree. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. It's a good life advice. You work hard, you get things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Producer Dan, what Not you got? Monday after a Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Unless your state decides <laughs> to do it, in which case, go ahead. <laughs> so speaking, another thing Kennedy talked about on the show today. <laughs> Is there audio for this? Yes. AF01? No, oh, no. It's uh, from one of her dirties, I believe. Oh, okay. What, what do you I wasn't even thinking about using Here, it. Yeah, what I do you need? You it was... uh. The Prince Harry story. So that's D-I-12 or 13, one of the two. So Prince Harry, I guess, in his new book, you can explain it better than me, but he... So he said about the time that he lost his virginity, and he said uh, he didn't mention the woman's name. He just said it was an older woman, and by that, he means she was two years older than him at the time. And he said it was inglorious, as many people's first times are. It's not ever glorious. (laughs) And uh, so she decided to come forward and say, it's me. Here it is. I don't mind Harry writing that it was inglorious in his book. It wasn't that glorious. I gave him a little squeeze as well. It was a bit of fun. He had a peach bum. He was young. I'm surprised Harry put it in his book. It was such a long time ago. We were teenagers. Um, It just doesn't really seem a big deal to me because I've known for so long. Okay. (laughs) It's a weird statement. She basically just said, I I don't know why he's talking about it, but yeah, it was me. Squeeze his little peach bum. Okay, so she didn't have to say it, like... I mean... Well, it was a lot of... There were a lot of rumors then swirling. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Right. And she's like, yeah, "Yeah, it was me. And so... Mm. If you took the prince's virginity, I'm surprised... She didn't know he was a virgin. So, Mm. truth be told, she didn't know that until much later. Wasn't there a story like they did it out in a field or something behind the pub? In a field behind a pub where they were drinking and celebrating her birthday. How old was he? He was 17. She was 19. Mm. I've had sex in a field behind a pub, but it was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, not a Prince Norris in my first time. So, I guess, what is your V-card story? Oi. Hmm. Unless you're not comfortable. Then we'll... 
I'll go first, and if you don't want to, Kennedy, no, no, that's it's cool. fine. I don't care. Uh, I was, uh, I think, eighteen. I was the same. And, Late bloomers, you and I. Yeah, and. Uh, or I was just easy. One of the two. <laughs> I, uh, well, just no one wanted to sleep with me, or would have done it sooner. I just, I was, uh, yeah, I was just clueless about all of that stuff, um, and I, I, so I lied to the girl. Because it was, it was her first time, and I, and so she was just concerned. <laughs> she, I can't remember what happened, but I was like, "It's okay, I've done this before. <laughs> I got this. Oh Do it all the time." Oh well, no, God. I didn't say it like that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but but I don't know why because it's just, it was the opposite. Like it should have been special for both of us. Like I should have been honest, but I didn't want her to think I wasn't cool, I guess. Yeah. There's so much fucking pressure right. revolving around sex when there just shouldn't be. It's mm-hmm. just a thing, you know? Yeah. And I'm that's what I think. Still friends with her to this day on Facebook. She's uh, married, has, has uh, wonderful kids and wonderful family. They live on the west coast of Florida and are doing great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was... There is a lot of pressure. I know it's probably a huge amount. it's different kinds of pressure. I, I think for men and women. Yeah, I was sixteen. All of my girlfriends had already done it. I felt like there must be something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. But boys didn't really date me. I wasn't like that person in school. So we used to go to Sandbridge Beach, which is right outside of Virginia Beach, every summer when I was a kid, and we went every single summer. We stayed for like a month. So we, you know, and the same families go at the same time every year. So mm-hmm. we had friends every year, same time, same place. And one of these guys, his name was Mike. He was from Trenton, New Jersey. Mike. Handsome devil with blue eyes. And just, I think we made a bet, like, at the beginning of the week. And I lost the bet and whatever. Huh. And then, so that was that. And that was that. Was <laughs> it, it inglorious? Was, it was inglorious. It was just, I mean, I could still point out the house on Sandbridge Beach where we did it. But, mm-hmm. like, other than that, hmm. it just it was what it was. Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing too spectacular. Right. It wasn't until I had, like, a boyfriend, you know, do it like that, that a way that it, you know, mm-hmm. felt a little like something other than just two bodies mushing together saying, is this right? <laughs> <laughs> what, this is not exciting at all. What's like that in the movies? <laughs> so yeah, it can't anyway. be that fun for a teenage girl either because if you're with a teenage boy, there's a good chance he has no fucking idea what he's doing. But we don't. But we didn't know what it's supposed mm-hmm. to feel like anyway. Right. Do you know what I mean? So, if, if, mm-hmm. if, if. So, I was 17 or 18. I can't remember. It was right around the cusp of that. And kind of like you said with the pressure, I was like, I was one of the last people in my group, and I was like, I gotta. It started. It felt like a weight. I was like, I gotta do something. I'm the lagging behind. Right. And it was at my house with my parents' home. Unfortunately, <laughs> I didn't have a lock on my door. <laughs> so my mom walked in with fresh baked cookies. No, in damn, the middle no. of it. Oh, I was damn! Like, Get out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> that is a remarkable story. A real, yeah. Way better. But like, I got a cookie. Can you like, like can you can you like smell chocolate chips anymore at all? Or like? <laughs> oh yeah, so cookies are still good. <laughs> she, just, she just left them on the dresser. I was like, you gotta leave. <laughs> I have a funny story about my second time though, which occurred about six or eight weeks later. Because after I did that one time, I was like, oh, that was kind of cool. <laughs> There's something here. And so I, me and this girl had stopped dating. I met this other girl. And uh, she was a woman. Now, she was also 18. But, like, the first girl I hooked up with, she was younger than I was. So I think she was – I was a senior and she was probably – I think she was a sophomore. 
Um, so she was like 16, 17, something like that. And it was, we were both just a mess, right? Didn't mm-hmm. know what we were doing. Angie, the second girl I hooked up with, she walked around the room naked, like no compunction, was like walking through the house naked, had no problem being naked, and said to me, so is this your, was that your first time? <laughs> I was like, no. I My first second. time was <laughs> like six weeks ago. This is my second. She's like, okay. I'm improving at a dramatic rate. She's like, okay. Well, there, there's definitely something to work with here. Just we need some more practice. <laughs> I was like. See, that's what it should no. be all about. And I was like, yeah. You're I'm, like, I will practice with you. Yes, we, we, we practiced. <laughs> we practiced. I had a boyfriend in college. We dated for a while, but he was, had, he was a virgin, and I wouldn't do it with him mm-hmm. because I felt like I, Why? Was, I just didn't love him. And he was like, had waited until he was a junior in college. And I just felt like it wasn't the right thing to do. And it was really awkward. And then we broke up and the next girl he dated didn't tell her. He learned. (laughs) He was trying to get rid of that. (laughs) And he did. My my high school sweetheart, Lisa. So we dated when I was a junior. So, you know, I was 17 at the time. And Lisa was a virgin i was a virgin and we dated for like a year year and a half and so we kind of said we we were kind of waiting and we were going to do this maybe a prom or something whatever it was and then, that's a moment yeah i know right and and we ended up getting in a fight she went out she hooked up with some dude one of my friends oh and i didn't know this and we ended up getting back together a couple of weeks later after our fight and then she had to tell me. She's like, "So I have something to tell you." Oh, While we were broken brutal. up, I hooked up with John, and I was so freaking mad. Did like, you say, "Well, we're rebroken up"? Huh? Did you rebreak yeah, up? Yeah, we didn't get back together yeah. after that. I couldn't. I, I was just like, we waited for a year and a half, and you just went and did that with a guy you've been going out with for like two weeks. What happened with you and John? Stop being friends. Still friends? Yeah. Yeah, definitely splintered yeah. our relationship. Yep. Yep. I was so mad. I was, God, I can remember sitting on her couch at her, at her house and just being heartbroken. Aww. I was like, I cannot believe you did this. It's just like, bro. Aww. All right. Is the podcast over yet? Do we make it? <laughs> I think so. I think so. I don't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> I forgot we had a microphone going. <laughs> We really stuck the landing on an up note. Sit down on the couch, I felt like I was in a therapy session for a minute. Well, it sometimes can be, and that's all right. Some deep-seated trauma there that you needed to process. Yes, right. Uh, Anyway, so thank you for listening. If you missed anything from the show today, including how you can win Taylor Swift tickets with uh, Kate Merrill and Leah Martin from WBZ-TV, catch that in our regular show podcast, also here on the Odyssey app.